0: When you need to add a little extra spirit to your Halloween season, Trolley Sour Gummy Worms are there to give you a thrill. With varieties like Trolley Sour Bright Crawlers, some extra scares won't be the only surprises this season with the worm's soft and chewy texture, surprising flavor combinations, and neon bright colors. So when you want equal parts tricks and treats this Halloween, Trolley Sour Gummy Worms are the perfect addition to every candy bowl. Shop now for any trolley that crawls your way.
1: It's time for X's and O's with Minnesota Vikings head coach Kevin O'Connell on the Minnesota Vikings Radio Network. Now, from the TCO Studios in Egan, here is the voice of the Vikings, Paul Allen. One on one chat with uh, our coach, Minnesota Vikings head coach KOC Kevin O'Connell, thanks to the Minnesota Lottery with the Bears. On the horizon now uh we'll discuss uh, justin jefferson and the the immediacy of moving forward first but i just i was thinking do, do you ever like have a vision like you ever think about like maybe you and your father bill and say wes and his father wade you guys are like sitting around down the road you just want a massive massive playoff game for the vikings or something like that maybe even this year and you like lean back, and you're like, remember 2023, yep. and all those—I mean—an unprecedented amount of fumbles lost, and 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 balls that can't be caught for whatever the reason, and and just so on, and losing the photos at the wire that you won in 2022, and it's like days gone by. You ever you ever like think of that with you and Bill and Wade and Wes?
2: Well, what I do think about, and what I talk to our team about, is uh, I do believe. Uh, you know, true growth comes in moments like this. And I do believe that if we handle things the right way, and I believe our team will, um, we continue to go back to work. We continue to emphasize uh, trying to not be a, a repeat offending type of team of some of these things from ball security to maybe just the pitch and catch execution that we've come to kind of know as the standard around here. Defensively uh, go, is the same thing. We're going to make some plays on some of these footballs that Uh, quarterbacks put up in in harm's way and it hasn't quite consistently happened as much as we would like Um, but I do believe growth can come from this and and what a story uh, it can be and Mm -hmm. and I always emphasize this to our team we hold the pen we're we're writing our story and it's not always going to go the way we want we're gonna have to deal with results that uh, quite frankly make you sick and and are are hard for everybody to deal with in this building but if we use it the right way to fuel Uh, how we move forward i do believe that that will ultimately make this team and this organization a better version uh, of what we are currently because we're able to overcome and do it together uh, in a way where we just keep on chasing that next performance being our best performance
1: and kevin speaking of doing it together specifically with the offensive staff and and maybe i'm being too pollyanna with this but i mean you just said opportunity yep. to grow and and with jefferson in the handful of games or whatever i mean it, it, do you look at it like this is an opportunity for a b c d e f g to really build a different form of confidence, solidify themselves in yep. a different way, and then when 18 comes back, yep. X amount of players and situations are stronger, and he's going to be strong when he gets back.
2: No question, and I think it's the same thing we just talked about, opportunity for growth on an individual level, uh, leadership from some of our guys like Kirk and Brian O'Neill, Alex Madison, uh, you know, K.J. Osborne, T.J. Hawkinson, uh, and then some of our you know, young players we're really excited about. I mean, I'm going to be uh, 100% honest. I think Jordan Addison is becoming everything that I had hoped when I first turned on the tape of him, watching him at USC and previously at Pittsburgh before that. Um, and there's no reason in the world why he can't carry over the success he's had kind of in that Robin-esque role mm. um, as Batman and, and knowing that you know he's going to get his number called. He's going to get opportunities. Be confident in what you've done already, but be ready for the moment, too, um, when we call on you in, in big moments, because he's already shown his ability to respond. But how can we all be a little bit better? How can I make sure that every single play call uh, that we put into the game plan, what I'm calling on Sundays, uh, gives our guys the best possible chance uh, to go out there and execute and do the things that uh, we're never going to ask guys to do things that we don't think that they're capable of. And, and we happen to be very fortunate to have a lot of capable players uh, on our offensive side.
1: In, in listening to your Monday press conference and talk about Jordan playing fast and how it was vis- visually everybody yep. could see, wow, that is unbelievable. And then I watched back the game on Tuesday, and, and yeah, for sure, I mean, I see what you're saying. What, what under-the-radar leaps did he take in that game against Kansas City?
2: Yeah, I thought uh, really the, the touchdown pe- catch that he had um, was just a great example of a guy understanding a play's intent and then not thinking, just reacting and going. And, and, and his ability to beat that post safety over the top, you know, still staying inbounds across the back of the end zone, showing up right when Kirk reset off of KJ on the, you know, the quick outcut to the boundary. Um, Really, when we put that play in, you're really thinking it's got a great chance to be Jordan. But if it's not, we're going to have Justin one-on-one to the back pile on the other yeah. way. Um, and, and I credit Kirk for sticking with it and feeling that open grass. So much of the pass game nowadays in the NFL, especially in the red zone, is about voids and vacancies and how fast you can get one of your eligibles in that area, force them to either uh, defend that and take that away, which will then open up another, uh, you know another area on the field, or... You're just able to be one step ahead the margin of error how fast things happen in the red zone i thought that was a great example of him you know playing through a little bit of contact but still playing fast Mm. Um, i thought there was other great examples of him reaching from the frame of his body making a catch staying grounded getting north and south Um, critical fourth down conversion critical third and nine conversion in the high red Uh, just big big plays where his execution his detail and his finish were as good as it gets
1: when 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 the ball doesn't come jordan's way whether he's open or not um and and say there are well um, zero catches in the carolina game but like there are patches of the game where for whatever the reason he's not getting any looks how does he handle that
2: he handles it great and he knows the one thing about him that i don't think we've talked enough about uh is his football intelligence just understanding um how he fits into things and the looks he's going to be you know he could have a game where the same game plan from carolina shows up down the road and he has 10 for 150 Mm. just based upon how we're being defended and how you know the volume of plays and and i think ultimately his role on those critical downs those weighty downs third down red zone his role will continue to just expand because he's shown he can handle a lot of different routes Uh, Versus a lot of different matchups. He understands how to win in zone and make himself a friendly target for Kirk. And and ultimately, the winning in man uh, versus tight man coverage in the NFL is normally the area where a young receiver needs to maybe have slower growth than others just because of how different it can feel at times
1: to college. Jordan Addison has not needed that whatsoever. Kevin O'Connell, Paul Allen, X's and O's, KFAN, Minnesota Vikings Radio Network, and Vikings.com. Fun is probably the wrong word to use here. But is it fun for you and the offensive gang, the staff, putting together a game plan that does not include Justin where you head into it, I would imagine, knowing, all right, we're going to have to look for this, this, and this because of the way he gets covered up. But, I mean, its is it stimulating while being challenging? Is there any fun part of it? Well,
2: I, you know, uh, that would probably not be the word I yeah. would use to know that you're not <laughs> including 18 on yeah, I know a mean. lot of those drawings up on the board. But uh, what I will say is uh, I believe this is, you know, this is where uh, we've got to show our strengths as coaches and, and how we game plan and, and how we're able to put things together for our players where uh, we want our guys to show back up here Wednesday uh, like they did and get the game plan and say, I get it. I understand it. This is our stuff. This is the Minnesota Vikings. But here's how we're re- reinventing ourselves uh, in a way to deploy our personnel uh, to maximize each individual player's ability to just go what they do, uh, go do what they do well and, and not have to try to do anything other than what they're capable of. And it's schematically how you put that together. What's the rhythm and timing? What are the protections in the play pass game? How's the run game set up everything you want to do from a standpoint of the play pass, the movements, the keepers, the screens. And when it all syncs together, um, you know, you're know you going to miss not having the playmaking ability of the best receiver in football. There's yeah. no way for us and Vikings fans to avoid that feeling. But where we can you know, help cope with that Uh, is our attention to detail and how we build these plays and these packages um, to maximize each and every op that we're going to get. And then, you know, just like guys did when they stepped in for Justin in the fourth quarter, guys are going to make plays because that's why they're here, Yeah. Um, and I'm excited to see that.
1: The mental uh, aspect when it comes to the drops, and let's just say the drops are defensive plays on which uh, they don't close or the fumbles that are lost. Yep. How pivotal is it as a leader, and then you have your staff, and as conduits conveying information to the players to make sure they're not thinking about it. Yeah. Uh, oh, seriously, how yeah, tricky
2: you, is that? You want them to. You want their thinking uh, to take place in response to the previous opportunity, but then we've got to move forward. And how we move forward, it's not a. You know, there's urgency. You know, there's a mindset of maybe I'm getting on the jugs for an hour after practice. Maybe I'm grabbing, you know, one of our quarterbacks and, and having them throw me an extra 15 balls at that same catch point that I had this ball extended from my body on a, on a, on a, you know, a high throw away from the defender. Uh, maybe defensively, it's, it's just making sure I'm, catch, I'm making my breaks and catching that football extended from my body, going up, timing my jump. Um, it's go back to work detailing up how you improve, yeah. not just focusing on what has transpired mm. and allowing that to weigh you down in a way where you can't be the best version of yourself
1: you know this um, this is the time of the year when you're five games into it where you read stuff around the league it's even happened here too where people start talking about kickers and then we're we're up here kicker hasn't missed yeah <laughs> and you know outside of the punter when he had that two touchback game yeah and the fake the, the the fake punch yeah I mean special teams has been terrific so far hasn't it
2: yeah they have and not a lot of people are giving us opportunities to return kicks Uh, But Ty Chandler's been, you know, really, really good in that void that we thought we would have with Cane being down. Um, But Ty's been really good in that void. And then, like you said, I think uh, that, you know, that fake punt, um, I knew very, very early uh, in the week last week, we were going to find a way to get that one off. And uh, we we had a full team sell on that from, you know, the fans were right there with us every step of the way booing us. Uh, booing as we pulled the offense off the field I thought this is just perfect so you know I continued to react and you know pump my fist and yeah. look angry and I told the offense as they were coming out it looked like I was yelling at those guys I said stay right here we're going right back that out. was part of the ruse that was part of the ruse come on and uh, as I know struggle. special teams coordinator like wow. Dave Tope I know he's been around the block he's probably staring right at me on a fourth and three yeah kind of in that territory of the field yeah. hey if he if I even if I even look Matt Daniels' direction, are we going to get a punt safe? Are we going to get, you know, a look where they're ready for that? But yeah. how about the execution on that with guys like Johnny Munt, Josh Oliver, yep. Josh Metellus, Patrick Jones, and then clearly Ty Chandler? Uh, just, I just mentioned four or five of the most dependable
1: Minnesota Vikings that I trust, and, and how about their execution in a big moment? And uh, lastly, before we get to the last one on Justin Fields, if we ever forgot Kevin O'Connell came into the league with Bill Belichick, we were just reminded. Uh, Fields has been sacked 75 times the last 20 yep. games. With, that's unbelievable, but nevertheless, um, are he and DJ Moore settling into? Are they settling into stride?
2: Yeah, I think uh, you know when they need to play, they're going to DJ Moore. Um, nothing against uh, you know Mooney or. Yeah. Uh, you know or uh, they're they're tied in commit. Yep. Yeah. Um, I think they've got some really good skill players They're a little banged up at the running back position right now mm-hmm. um, But I, I've always had a ton of respect for Justin Fields the quarterback um, The playmaker that he can be uh, we we witnessed it last year when he you know on a screen pass We tackled back and he runs for a 60 plus yard Wow gain it gets called back because of penalty, yeah. but my point is the playmaking is there, and then he is really getting in a groove uh, with D.J. Moore, throwing him you know, open against some tight coverage. And uh, We're going to have to know where D.J. is all day uh, on Sunday, and, and then how all the other players that they do have that they're working in from a complimentary phase. Um, got to get some pressure. Got to try to get home. Got to try to get him on the ground. Uh, but we need to make it hard on him. And, um, and Even when you do that, you got to be ready for him to play off schedule, and we've been really hurt. Um, by some of those plays, plays either by Mahomes or Herbert, uh, Jalen Hurts. So it's on our tape. We've got to find a way to keep it off our tape on Sunday.
1: You're awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Kevin O'Connell, head coach of the Minnesota Vikings, and I'm Paul Allen. Speaking of special teams, the coordinator, Matt Daniels, is next on X's and O's on the KFAM Minnesota Vikings radio network. Welcome back to X's and O's on the KFAN Minnesota Vikings radio network. It's courtesy of the Minnesota Lottery. And uh, when you think lottery, you think money. And when you think money, you might think kicker G-Money, who hasn't missed this year. But you also might think of a special teams unit that has been money, coordinated by Matt Daniels, the special teams coordinator for the Minnesota Vikings, to uh, conclude X's and O's for us off the Chiefs game and into the Bears game. Now, uh, the fake punt with Josh. And uh, Ty Chandler and having just chatted with Kevin O'Connell and talking about special teams a little bit, you know, (laughs) I I mean, I've heard a lot of things over a lot of years. I've never heard a coach say like he was talking to the offense on the sideline, you know, to like get the ruse or, or. that's how far the ruse will go to make sure Dave Tobe cause, or, or, like, the binoculars upstairs are like, oh, wait, oh, wait, he's talking to wait, Matt. Wait. You know, hey, yeah. time, time, time. And I'm like, was it a ruse? He goes, yeah. And I go, wow, you yeah. did come into the league with Belichick. But seriously, that that's just how far you got to think and go sometimes to pull something off, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. And, um, you know, it's all it's, – Football,
0: is, it's a chess match. It's a game within a game. And so guys are always kind of on the sidelines. I know I'm constantly looking to see who the special teams coach is talking to. Is he in communication with the head coach? That's awesome. Is, is he speaking to certain players on the sideline? Like, what is going on? And so, you know, eyes are always watching you at the end of the day. And K.O. did a great job of kind of playing it off there.
1: Up uh joseph has just been chill i mean not a min- not not a million opportunities this year A couple of games he didn't get a field goal try you know at one point into this last game his long was 25. i know i know like uh, almost a quarter into the it's <laughs> it just is another yes. underrated facet where everybody including with me and kevin fumbles, um uh, not not catching things yeah. and and jj in the pylon and philly just uh. so many weird things but under the radar with all of it has been the the low amount of field goals yes. that we've been kicking and, and Greg's been
0: good. Yeah, Greg's been good. It's been a it's been a very quirky year to say the least. Uh, you know a lot of the opportunities where we would be kicking field goals were finding ways to turn the football over. Hopefully we'll be able to kind of shake that turnover bug away, but G Money's been doing a great job, just staying really locked in into his routine and his process. Yeah. Uh, been doing a great job in practice. Uh, you know, really looking at it, we chart him consistently twice a week, mm. he's still above ninety-five percent. And so we feel really good about where he's at. And you know, there's gonna come games where we're gonna rely on him to hit those four four field goals, five field goals, right. game-winning sixty-one yarders, and he'll come yeah. in clutch.
1: Uh, just like he always does. Yeah, and I said to Kevin, I'm like, hey, you know, I mean, there. this is the time of the year five games into it where you read stuff around the league and it starts popping. So-and-so's in on Tuesday, uh, the kicker of this, kicker of that, and I'm yeah. like, our guy hasn't missed. He missed. <laughs> that, that, that's miss. part of it, too. Uh, now, the um, uh, with uh, other than the uh, Tampa Bay game, um, this the snapper, kicker, punter operation. Excuse me, not uh, uh, the two touchback game, not the Tampa Bay game. The two touchback game. You know that's been good too. Yep. And um, and Brandon's gonna pop one. I mean, I know we had the drop at Philly after a really nice I return, know. I know. but that we was don't. Stung. I'm sure you know this. We don't have a punt return touchdown since Marcus Sherrill's in 2016 yep. and October Brandon, 9th, Oct- oh, wow against uh, Houston, Texas. Boom, right yeah, here.
0: Come on, that's a big. That's a big thing in our. Uh... <laughs> It's, okay. a big, it's a big thing. is going to get one. Yeah, it is. And we always talk about changing the date for us. Last year, changing the date mm. was blocking a punt. Mm. And so the last time that took place was in 2017, I want to say. Okay. Uh, so we're always talking about changing the date. And so this year, the, the change the date is changing the date of Marcus Sherrill's okay. part return to, a, to, a,
1: to the crib. No, so. I, don't have, I don't have the exact date. Uh, but since you went down that road, uh, do you know the last time the Minnesota Vikings faked a field goal? Ooh! I can okay. give you the year can you give me the year 2007 who now, was it they they it was um it's I always mix them up but I got a card for the game call just in case it uh Paul Ferraro was the special teams coordinator had just come here from Carolina one of them was against Detroit uh 2006 uh, they did it also and Chris Cluey the punter um he he got it to Jeff Dugan, former tight end, yep. you know, Big Duke, yep. Big Duke's trying big to get Duke, into the end yep. zone doing everything he can, got <laughs> stopped it like the two. But, you know, either the year before or that year, Ryan Longwell threw a touchdown pass to tight end Richard Owens. So it, it just it's not, I'm certainly not asking to share secrets. But the question is, why is it so difficult, just generally speaking, to either conceive or execute a fake field goal?
0: I would probably say because of the body types that you have out there. They're not the most athletic. A lot of the times you got mm-hmm. offensive tackles or big body DNs who are mm-hmm. kind of at the wing spot. You know, you really don't know how reliable their hands are. And the field goal block teams do such a great job of kind of maneuvering and switching up what they're giving you. So you have a hard time reading and knowing who's bailing out of there, who's covering, who's rushing, uh, are they coming off the backside and not to the field side. And so yep. it's a lot of vari- variables that kind of go into it when you start talking about faking the field goal. Yeah. And a lot of times if you get it to a fourth and three or less type of situation, more times than that they're kind of in a safe look and I don't know how many – willing you are to fake a field goal on fourth and 12.
1: Yeah, but and and also, I mean, this is something you really can't think of to be working at the top of the game like you, but you know, say it doesn't work, and say it's in plus territory, and say you lose by two, and then somebody's like, ah, funny, (laughs) didn't need those three, (laughs) did we? (laughs) Whether you're joking or not. Why on earth would we do that? Um, I'm a Najee, last one, I'm a Najee Thompson fan, and and here's why, Uh, because when I first uh, interviewed him after the Seattle preseason game, you know, when he was like, I went to Georgia Southern to be a wide receiver and all they do is run option. So then I went over to play corner and, you know, it it was decent, but it ain't going to work here at this level. <laughs> so I spent like two or three years dedicating myself to be like the next Kasim Osgood, Heath Farwell, Matthew Slater. I had just never heard somebody being that self-aware at that age. And then I talked to him before the Kansas City game a little bit just about the difference between regular season speed and game planning and preseason and i just i just really really like him yeah man i i love him pa and and,
0: you know rookies are gonna be rookies they're gonna have their faults and they're gonna you know have their variability just in terms of Finishing and I think right now as we look at it with Najee, you know He's winning on a consistent basis on the outside and now we just got to get to the point where we're finishing where we are Making those tackles and understand the angle the entry angle of attack that we have to take in order to be able to down football carriers mm-hmm. and so you know returns are much different uh in the regular season than they are in the preseason, and for him, you know, he'll continue to learn. We'll continue to pour everything into him, uh, but we'll get ready for him to make a lot of splash plays here
1: coming up this year. You're terrific. That's Thank right. you. Appreciate that, Matt Daniel, special teams coordinator, and I'm Paul Allen. That's X's and O's on the KFA and Minnesota Vikings radio network.
2: Our daughter Jesse loves playing detective. A clue.
1: But since we discovered she has sensitive skin, we've been playing detective too. We thought the problem was our puppy. But it was actually our old detergent. Aha! Uh-huh. So we switched to Tide Free and Gentle. Tide cleans better than the leading competitive free detergent, and it doesn't leave behind irritating residues.
2: Plus, Tide Free and Gentle has no dyes or perfumes, so it's gentle on her skin. Case closed.
1: If it's got to be clean, it's got to be Tide Free and Gentle.